Hi, and welcome to Getting Biblical, the show where I drink too much and talk about my favorite Bible stories. I am Matt Smith, your host, and thank you for joining us today. So today's episode is going to be short and sweet. We're going to get right to the point. Uh, For today's episode, we are going back to Moses and seeing what he's up to with the Israelites now that they've been freed from slavery. And uh, we're going to do a quick story, like I said. This one, so so we're, we're ramping up towards the story of the Ten Commandments, right? A monumental story in the Bible. And there's a lot there, a lot of details that a lot of people don't know about, a lot of stuff I want to talk about. So this episode is also important. It's, it's needed to kind of lay the foundation and everything to ramp up into that. But it, it would add too much time, I think, and detract too much from the Ten Commandments story to put it all into one episode to make it too long. And also, it's too important to skip. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's a filler episode, but it's a it's like a bridge episode. It's some stuff we have to cover, but it won't take us a lot of time to do it. But it's super cool. It's very interesting. So it's fine. <laughs> it's not, it'll be good. It'll be good. Trust me. Okay, on to Bible stuff. Let's get this rolling. Uh, also, I have a, not that you care, I have a wedding this weekend. My sister's getting married. I've got oh, so much on my plate. We're just going to knock this story out and uh, let me get, let us, let us all get back to our, li- <laughs> our regularly scheduled lives. All right, so we're picking up uh, with Moses and everyone in Exodus chapter 15. When we left them, the Israelites had just gotten their freedom. The Red Sea had been parted so they could walk across on dry land. And then when the Pharaoh and his chariots were in the middle of the parted sea, uh, chasing after them, Moses had the walls of water crash in and drowned everyone. So now the Israelites are a free people. Their, their slave owner, the Pharaoh, was dead, right? They, they were free people. They had no one who could have a pink slip on, on them as a as a people and so they were brought out of the bondage of slavery and ready to head to the promised land that God had foretold about and they they're so happy that they sing uh there's like three quarters of a chapter of them singing a song of praise to God and then which I'm, I'm not going to go over and then uh literally three days later after after they do this big uh musical number of them singing praises to God three days later water becomes scarce because you know it's a desert and everything and they start getting super pissy and a little bit moany and whiny and they're all like why did you bring us out here to die Moses why do you hate us so much (laughs) and uh, so anyway so they're, they're all crying about like dying of thirst and everything and Apparently, they find this river, like a stream or something, you know, flowing through the desert, which, you know, a rare find in and of itself, I guess. But, unfortunately, it is gross. It is nasty. The water is bitter and undrinkable. And, like, dirty, I'm imagining, all this kind of stuff, right? Like, you're like, yay, water. Ew, horrible water. (laughs) Like, it's not, like, they can't, they can't even drink it. They're so thirsty, they can't even, they can't even mess with it. And, like... So they're complaining and everything. So Moses takes their request to God, and God like shows Moses a random nearby tree. I don't know if it was a dead tree. I don't know if the tree had, like fallen down. It doesn't say that specific. Doesn't say any of that specifically. It doesn't clear that up. But the verse pretty much goes 
pretty much like God's like, okay, the water's gross. See that tree over there? Throw it in the river. <laughs> and, and so you can use your imagination because Moses runs over and like hulks out, like just like, I'm always angry, and just picks up the tree, rips it up or whatever, and throws it in the river. I don't know why, why, how this worked or what, but maybe it was a baby tree. Maybe it was just a little thing. You know, maybe I'm giving it too much credit for being a full tree. It was just, it was just a little, a little twig of a tree growing up, a baby Groot. <laughs> and, uh, and anyway, he just, he just, Moses was able to just rip it out one handed. I don't know. But either way, he throws this tree, whatever size it was, alive or dead, I don't know. He throws this tree into the water and magically it becomes drinkable right yay right uh, now they don't die of thirst in the desert right miracle number one right now now you don't have to die of dehydration <laughs> and then of course after that after they've been drinking for a couple of days of drinking water <laughs> for a couple of days they start complaining next about being hungry as you can imagine so God comes down in cloud form, whatever, and everyone can see him and as a cloud. And he talks to Moses and he's like, like I hear the nagging. I get it. I get it. Everybody's hungry. Like you puny mortals <laughs> with, your, with your digestive systems and everything. But like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make up a new plan. I'm going to invent a thing. Uh, every evening, in the evening time, I'm going to make quail fall down from the sky it is gonna rain some quail down on here so many quail uh, just gonna rain down in the evening every day and everybody can like scoop them up and all that but now remember there's like a million plus people out here and every night enough quail is dropping out of the sky to feed everyone which is bananas <laughs> Like, that's crazy, right? Like, just like, I just, can you imagine, like, just going outside and in the morning just have, like, like boxes of, like, chicken nuggets, whatever, just, like, ready to go, like, like, just for, to feed a million people? Like, like, I know, like, Chick-fil-A is on point with their, like, drive-through and their customer service and, you know, it's my pleasure and all that kind of stuff, but, like, like, and they're good. They'll be out there, like, four people deep in the drive-thru to make sure that you get through there in five minutes. Like, I give them credit, but can you imagine, like, the volume in, like, the Chick-fil-A in the clouds or whatever that's having to drop down uh, <laughs> chicken, <laughs> these, these quail, so that en enough to feed a million people every single night, right? That's nutso. That's crazy. Uh, so that's miracle number two. But then, that's not enough, right? So then... Uh, also, overnight, throughout the night, after the, you know, so the evening is when the quail fall, over, throughout the night, God's also going to drop down some magic bread onto the ground so that when everyone wakes up, they'll, they'll have a, a different thing to eat. And we, we don't quite know what this is, this magic ground bread that pops up in the morning. Like, it's not, I don't think it's bagels, right? Even though they're Jewish. It's not bagels. Uh, it's not baguettes, right? It's not donuts or anything. He invented a brand new, never before eaten type of bread to fall on the ground. So every morning when they wake up, there'd just be this bread stuff lying everywhere. And everyone was supposed to run out and pick up what they needed to eat for the day, right? Everyone fend for themselves, but, you know, grab what you need. Don't be greedy, right? They were given very specific instructions to only pick up what they needed. 
And of course, right? Because, you know, the idea was like, he's just providing their basic needs. Like, here you go. Like, whatever. Don't try to, like, store it up. Don't try to, like, you know, because, you know, like, people are, people are selfish sometimes. And people are going to do stuff. They're going to try to, like, grab too much. And they're going to try to sell it and whatever. Like, you know, like, like, like shit, there's free bread on the, on the ground. I'm going to, I'm going to get up early, scoop it up, and then sell it to other people or whatever. Like, like, no, this is free magic ground bread. You can't, you can't do that kind of type of thing. So, of course, nobody listens to the instructions, and then everybody grabs, like, extras of the magical sky bread and whatever. And, of course, the next day, 24 hours later, everything that they had collected, like, like overnight or whatever, like, you know, like, if they'd eaten it quickly, it's fine. But if you leave it sit out for just a little while, it, get, it starts getting worms in it, and it starts getting disgusting and everything. And the people are like, ew, gross. And Moses is like, I told you so. I told you. Grab what you need to eat right now, and that's it. But then, <laughs> as, time, as time went on or whatever, another another aspect of well, but then, like, another aspect of it, God wanted them to also start keeping Sabbath, right? Shabbat. You know, keeping the, the seventh day of the week holy. That wasn't really a thing until now. So God is like, okay, I have an idea. So every morning you'll go out and you'll grab this magic bread on the ground and everything and all that. But one day a week, I want you to set it aside from grabbing up, you know, magic bread and everything and all that kind of stuff. I want one day a week for to be a week of rest like you don't have to run out and grab the bread you don't have to do anything uh people need that it's very healthy you should you should have you know a day of rest and everything and so on on the sabbath day on the day of rest uh, i don't want people to run outside and get the sky bread so on that one particular day well i should say the day the one particular day before whatever the day before the day of rest on that one day, everyone is allowed to gather up two days worth of sky bread so they won't have to gather it on the day of rest, right? And so, and they did, and they did. And when, not you know it, the magic sky bread on that one day a week did not get worms or disgusting or anything, whatever, overnight. Like it lasted till the next day for them to eat it normally, right? It, Miracle number what three now? Wait, like log in the river one, quail, Chick fil A two, bread on the ground three. We're at four because it's one day a week. You can you can get two bunches of it. So miracle number four. We're just knocking them out. This is the quickest story with the highest value, <laughs> the highest volume of miracles in it. We're just killing it right now. So <laughs> that's what that was happening. And that's pretty much the first mention of like Shabbat, you know, Sabbath, the holy day or whatever, the, you know, they have rest a week, you know, really being established and, and being mentioned in the, the whole, you know, not working on Saturday type thing, you know, which of course is still observed by, you know, by Jews around the world. And they called the, you know, if you know the stories at all, they called the magic sky bread. I love calling it magic sky bread. It just, it sounds more like something from a, uh, an RPG game or something. I don't know, but they chose to call it mana, right? Or mana, whatever you call it. I'm going to say mana. <laughs> and uh, and uh, apparently it tasted like a wafer, like more than a bread. Like uh, it, said, it says, it actually describes it, a wafer made of coriander seeds and a bit of honey, evidently. So it sounds, 
Sounds kind of delightful, actually. Sounds kind of nice. Like, as far as, like, bread that you find just laying on the ground goes. And that in that category of, of bread things, of delicacies. You know, uh, coriander seed and a bit of honey uh, in, a, in a wafer form. Sounds nice. Sounds very good. Um, you know, probably not the best. Probably not the, not the greatest, like, depth of taste or whatever there. But, you know, nice and... Keep it nice and easy. You know, nice and breezy with the, uh... <laughs> I'd probably personally preferred if every morning I woke up and out there on the ground there was like, you know, cheesy bread or uh, like <laughs> red lobster uh, cheddar bay biscuits <laughs> for, just for the picking up, what? Just lying around waiting to be collected, you know, a double portion on, on Shabbat, uh, you know, whatever, you know, but, but you know, in the rankings of stuff, it'd be like probably red lobster cheddar bay biscuits magically on the ground for me to pick up, cheesy bread second, other stuff I can't think of right this second and then manna or whatever and then below that is like some uh, like zucchini bread bullshit whatever right like something, something gross something nasty some like Whole Foods Trader Joe's like shit like <laughs> that's probably the ranking so I'd rather have the manna if I'm just talking about like free pickup off the ground food so Anyway, that's to give you an idea of what, what we're dealing with. So every day, the manna falls down, and the people collect it, and all that, and everything. And then, and then this will this is gonna come into play later, probably not for like a little while, but like in about four or five months. <laughs> Keep listening, folks. <laughs> this this might come into play. Moses is like, hey, you know what, Aaron, my brother, Aaron, um, it's just kind of a miracle that just these this bread just falls down every single day. We've never seen anything like it. Because it's a miracle, why don't you scoop some of it up, put it in like in a jar, right, like a mason jar or something, and uh, we're going to keep it as a record of what happened here, right? This is going to be evidence that we didn't make this up, that we actually did have magic bread fall into the sky and everything. And uh, I don't know what exactly Aaron and Moses did to it because we clearly just said that every time it fell down like it would it get worms the next day but by bottling it up i guess they preserved it enough whatever they put it on a shelf and that is going to come up later so just just putting that little uh easter egg or not easter egg just kind of like foreshadowing whatever for that anyway that's gonna come up later and so now they've got like these rice cakes whatever in the morning and the quail in the evening right but they're still wandering around and they had left the place with the river and the tree and all that, and now like you know, water is getting scarce again. So they start complaining again, and God, God tells Moses like, "Hey, uh, you still got that magic staff that we did stuff it with, the one that turned into like dinosaurs or whatever." If you listened to, to an episode two weeks back, we talked about this anyway. Uh, so as you like, you got the, you got your magic staff. See that rock over there? I want you to hit it. <laughs> Why don't you go up and hit the shit out of that rock right in the middle. Just smack dab. Hit the rock with your staff. See what happens. And Moses does. Moses hits the rock with his staff. And when he hits the rock, the rock cracks open. Not like, like, like a, I don't think it shatters or whatever, but just like there's, there's now like a hole in the rock or like, you know, a crack. And out of that crack, water starts pouring out. And everyone is amazed. Like, now we have magic rock water. <laughs> like, we're so thankful. And so now we've got, this is like, what? I lost track. I'm going to make up a number. We're now at, like, 
miracle 17 in this in this story so many miracles like right we had water tree in the river water first we had quail chick-fil-a in the evening we had uh bread on the ground one we had on shabbat we had bread for two days that's four okay i guess we're at five we're at five we're at five miracles five count them five miracles is where we're at right now and, and things are going good. Things are fine. They finally have enough to eat. They have enough to drink. And they can just kind of chill until they get to the promised land. Right? Everything seems to be going fine. And then, <laughs> and then another group of people decided to pick a fight with the Israelites. And, like, these guys just can't catch a break. They just got their freedom. They just came out there. They just found some more water from a rock. And they just got, like, quails dropping out of the sky from Chick-fil-A. So Moses tells this guy, Joshua, and, and Joshua is important. He's going to be coming up a lot. He's got a, a book with his name on it and everything. But this is, like, the first time we're meeting. We're getting introduced to Joshua. So Joshua's here. So Mo and Moses tells him, listen, I need you to find some guys that can fight right we need we need an army for us now that we're free people we need now that we are a free people we need some fighters we need some warriors right we need we need an army we're going to war and uh, while you're fighting what's going to happen is i moses i'm going to go up on the top of that hill over there and i'm going to raise the magic staff up in the air and he's like telling joshua all this and joshua's like uh cool <laughs> thanks for helping i'm so glad you recruited me to go fight in this war that's happening and you are telling me your plan is to stand up over there on the hill and raise your arms like great great plan moses uh sign me up but he didn't really question it i'm 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 there's a lot of conjecture there he didn't question it and he found some able-bodied warriors right and they went to go fight and they're on the battlefield and they're fighting these dudes and Moses is over watching them on top of the hilltop and just just in case you were wondering Moses isn't being like a little bitch he's not like hiding out from the war while the war while the fight is going on and he's on the hilltop watching them he raises his hand with the staff above his head like he's he's raising it up and and while he raises his hands and raises the staff the, like the, the moments, the seconds, whatever, that he's holding it up, the Israelites start winning the fight, right? They are winning this war. And some time goes on, and they're fighting, and they're doing, they're doing great, but it's a big fight, right? It's a big, it's a big thing, and, and time goes on. And, and after a while, while, naturally, if, you know, if you've ever watched a Survivor, right? And you know those, uh, those challenges that they do, like the, the idle challenges or whatever, whatever kind of crap, like stand one-legged on this beam in the water for 18 hours or whatever shit they do, that type of thing. Uh, after a while, Moses' arm starts to get real tired, right? So it's getting real exhausted, and he starts to like drop his arm down to rest. He's like, oh, it hurt, it hurts so bad. I gotta, I gotta put it down. And as he drops his arm the Israelites start losing the fight, right? You could just see the tide of war, like, switching back over to the bad guys. So he throws his arms back up again, right? And, and he's holding the staff up above his head, and they start winning again. 
And, but this time he is fatigued and whatever. So like 30 seconds later, he's like, oh my God, was that, how long was that? Was that four hours? And, and Aaron's there and Aaron's like, that was about 17 seconds, Moses. He's like, I, I just can't. He, he puts his arms back down again. Like, wow, this is exhausting. This is so much effort. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, that's, well, you get worn out. I'm not trying to belittle him. But um, but his, his, his brother Aaron, he sees what's happening. And he's like, let me, let me help you out. I got you, dog. Don't even, don't, don't even trip. <laughs> and he runs and he gets some help and he brings over some like a big rock for Moses to sit on and then Aaron and his his best buddy his best friend or whatever this guy named her H U R uh both grab one of Moses's arms and they help him hold up the staff for the rest of the day like they've got like they hold up his arms hold up the staff like they are they are supporting him and it says that the fight continued until sunset but because Moses's arms were being held up and the staff was being held up or whatever the Israelites after all that time were victorious and that listeners is is how we started cheering at football games <laughs> like that's how that's how the wave started in stadiums all around the world um that is that was absolutely a lie <laughs> that's just kidding uh, I hope that you know that um but anyway and that's kind of my story so uh, the guy that they were fighting against the army uh was the army along this guy named uh, amalek and at the end of the passage god even says like make it known write down write down this guy's name amalek because this is the only place his name is going to be known because he picked a fight with us I am going to blot the memory of Amalek out from under the sky. All right, we were going to decimate him. Is like, like God was like real pissed that they like the Amalek decided to fight the Israelites right after they got out of slavery and they were just kind of getting their bearings. So he's like, we're gonna we're gonna mess them up. We're gonna destroy them. No one's ever even gonna have heard of them except for here. Uh, and that's what they did. And then they built an altar and they praised God for it and everything and made a banner. Um, it did sound like a football game, actually. I was making like a quick joke, but they had, it says we have a banner and they were like, there was there was cheering and, and you know, raise the roof, whoop, whoop, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so that's the story of uh now we have like well we're at sixth miracle so many miracles in such a like under 30 minutes here we're like we're early 20 minutes here so much so much happened here we had we got water to drink we got quail chick-fil-a to eat we got we got sky bread and then we won a war by putting our hands over our heads an amazing time just ramping up just getting started we got a lot more moses coming you might be sick of the guy too bad he's kind of a big deal uh but we'll be able to fast forward through some stuff the ten commandments is a fantastic story a lot of stuff that people don't talk about in that one so can't wait to get into it and uh, that's about it hope you had a great time hope that this was you know short and sweet and to the point and i hope that you have a fantastic week as always thank you for listening cheers <laughs>